I'm also excited today that Billy Honeycutt is going to be bringing the Word of God to us. Always does a great job, and um, he's going to testify a bit, he's going to preach a bit, and I'm just going to turn it over to him. It's all yours, Billy. It always takes me a little bit of time, because I, I do old school stuff where I lay notes out and and uh, have to get things just right. I'm shorter. <laughs> that has something to do with everything. Okay, Michael has been speaking on relationships compared to the law in, in, in different ways. What we're seeing is every time that Jesus gets out there and starts preaching and does healing or anything, that we, we would say, that's great. Next thing you know, the Pharisees... The teachers, the teachers of the law come along and say, well, that's just not right. We just don't do it that way. The law says this is the way we do it. Jesus brought a new way. And that way consists of following Jesus. But not just following, following him. It's, it's, a, it's about a relationship. The title of the message today is, is um, Come Follow Me, The Law or Relationship. And so, you know, when I, when I, when I, I thought about this, and I, I just, I've been pondering it and, and, and messing with it, you know. Because now we come down to the, the book in, in, Matthew, in Mark, in chapter 2 and verse 23. And it's one of those same things that came, has came up in the past. On the Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. And as he, his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they going, why are they doing what is unlawful? On the Sabbath. He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, when Michael said, You want to preach, continue on, I'm thinking, I don't want to touch that one. I don't, what in the world is that all about? You know, and, and so. I got to think. Well, it's the same theme. It's it's the law versus relationship, and 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 all of a sudden the law is going to lose again because Jesus Christ came that we might have relationship. Now, 
I, when I read that first, I said the Sabbath was made for man and the law was made for man? Huh. He said, he said, not man for the Sabbath, not man for the law. Would that, would that sound like it went together? See, I, I was thinking about that because the law was made for man to make his life better. That he might have a better understanding of God. I might have a better understanding of himself. What he couldn't do, what he could do. But it was a holy law which was given. But the law was for man. Not man for the law. Huh. I just had to bring that up. You know, how the law was made for me. Yeah, The Sabbath was... Also, not made, it was made for man. And now, how does that work? You know, well, Sabbath? God gave us a day. Said, you just need to set this day aside. Because it's going to be what's best for you. Not, not best for the Sabbath. It's going to be best for you. And so, all of a sudden, now that makes sense. That makes sense to me. And so, I went over and... Went over to a. Let's see if I can find that Deuteronomy passage here. Deuteronomy, and I, I think I, sorry, I, I was flipping through my pages, and I thought, I can use that. I can use this scripture right here. So here it is, Deuteronomy chapter ten, and verse twelve. And now, O Israel. What does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Woo! See, I get excited about that. Because God didn't do this. He didn't give us the law and all these things to use as a stick to beat each other up with. That's not what the law was all about. He gave it to us for our own good. Now all of a sudden you have to think, what's this relationship thing for then? Jesus Christ said, you know, I want to have a relationship with man. God said, I want to have a relationship with man. I want to send my only son, my only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that we might be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. Woo! So there we go. Fellowship. The wall, the, 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 the curtain was torn from top to bottom. We can have a relationship with God, the God in heaven who created heaven and earth. He wants to live in me through His Spirit. That's what God wants for us. A relationship. 
Okay, Michael said, I need to give a little testimony. I'm going to talk about our little kayak ride going down the river. Me and Billy, we like to go down the river together, see the world from a different perspective, relax, have fun, enjoy. Call Billy. Let's go up that upper section today of the Big Reed Island Creek. But I can't go until, I think it was 2 o'clock. I think that, if I remember correctly. And the river in front of my house was coming down. It was at a good level. Laurel Fork Creek and Big Reed Island Creek come together to make Big Reed Island Creek as it goes all the way down to the New River. So, the water's coming down good. Rained a lot the night before, or the day before on Sunday. Monday looked good. So I met Billy down at the bridge at Silverleaf, and we looked and we thought this looks really good. This is like this is going to be so much fun because when the river gets up in the regular river, it 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 gives you like waves. It's like it's like this, and it's so much fun, and it goes fast. And now we're going we're we're getting excited. Me and Billy are excited about this. We thought. This would be great. Now, we have never run that section of the upper Big Reed Island Creek from 58 down to Silverleaf. Never, I've run the last section of it, but not the upper section. So we didn't know. We looked at, we looked at pictures and you know the geographical satellite pictures and thought there's some rocks down here. And it looks like it would be really tough come... When the water was low, but the water's going to be up. It's not up too high. It already came down. Went down. When we got to the river, we looked and oh, the water had been <laughs> the water had been up like five feet or more up on the bank, and and so and it had came down a long ways. The river. So Billy's getting in the. Billy has to help me get my skirt on. And kind of embarrassing, but I I just throw my. It's more interesting if people are imagining what that means. <laughs> Billy, help me put my skirt on. <laughs> threw my life jacket in the back of the boat like you're supposed to, you know, back behind my seat, and 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 my skirt is actually the part that comes fits on top of the kayak and doesn't let water come in, and and so. And if the water's up a little bit, you really want something to keep the water out of your kayak because then you have to stop and turn it over and you have to pump and do all this other stuff. Billy wears a skirt too. <laughs> and so so here we go. We are having, Let me. I, I shouldn't say we, I'm going to talk for myself. I was having the time of my life. Some woman up on the shore, I said, hey, you know, she said, be careful. <laughs> be careful out there. Yeah, we will. We're going to be careful. <laughs> Billy's quiet. <laughs> He's not saying nothing. He's, and so we're going in the river. It was like everything that you've ever dreamed of as far as being fun. It was not stuff that was killing you, crashing you, or anything like that. It was just like, ah, fast. And so... We were having the time of life. I say that we, the, it was the best 
kayak ride that I've ever been on until it wasn't. And so we're going down. We go under um, Steelhouse Bridge and we're talking, you know, because you could actually talk then because the thing. But after Steelhouse Bridge, and it got, you go on down through there where the river started getting a little bit narrower and a little bit faster and a little bit scarier. And, of course, we had, there were some drops that were pretty significant. But it was getting your... Now, all of a sudden, you're paying attention. You know, things are happening now. And, uh, and now you, you can't not watch everything that you do. And so we got to a place, and I, did, I didn't know this until after people explained to me. That's called the Narrows. The Narrows are where the river narrows down. All this water goes into here. And so everything that's going fast out here is going real fast here. And all of a sudden these little, like this, you know, that were so much fun. They're like this and this and this and this. And, and let me just tell you, it's just big. It's bigger, bigger than what I had expected. Bigger than I'd seen in the past. I don't even know what Billy's thinking. You know, he's probably... That's just cool, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, survive, survive. And so, for whatever reason, I was on the right-hand side of the river. I saw a rock sitting in the middle of the river. And then I saw a, a chute. A chute is where the water shoots down through. It wasn't real wide. Plenty wide for the kayak to get through. If I can get over to the chute, if I can get through that hole... Everything's going to be good. So I'm paddling. Water is forcing you in ways that you don't want to necessarily go. And so I, no matter how hard I was paddling, I almost made the chute. But when you don't make the chute, you hit the rock. And you're not straight. You're sideways halfway. Didn't bother me. I knew. Lean into the rock. It'll be okay. And and I did that, you know, and it was okay for for a minute. And then it, as I leaned into that rock, which was it wasn't that high. I mean, it was I could put my hand on top of the rock. And so as I leaned into the rock, the water's coming down like this, and it pushes my kayak up and rotates it. And so now it's going to put me a, around the rock, but now it's going to drop me in to the chute. Not coming from it straight on, but from the side kind. So now it turns me around. And now when I was up here like this and I was lean, all of a sudden that kayak goes boom. You know, because I'm dropping off into a hole. Now the water is coming also from this direction. And it catches my edge and flips me upside down. Billy's back there behind me somewhere. And and I'm thinking about that too, you know. But I'm upside down now, and I'm upside down in the water. The water doesn't say, let's stop now because he's flipped over. It just comes faster, you know. And I'm upside down. Well, I'm in the kayak thinking, I got to finally, you know, I, I thought I could catch myself to start with. And I did get up just a little bit. But then when it, there was a time when you say, okay, get out of your kayak Take your skirt off, <laughs> and and uh, and you and now I'm desperate, you know, because you can only spend so much time underneath 
the water upside down. And so, but I was getting out. Now all of a sudden the kayak flipped, turned all the way around, and I'm going down the river, and it's slamming into stuff, and I'm trying to get out of the kayak. Well, it's pushing against me, holding me in there. My legs were still in there, and we were crashing into stuff, and the water did not stop. (laughs) We didn't have the little area there to rest and stuff. No, it kept beating me. And so I finally got out of my kayak and got to the side of what my kayak is upside down. And I'm trying to kind of hold on to it in my paddle. And there was a time I can't do this no more. Because my kayak was literally drowning me. My head was coming up and I take a breath and it was pulling me back down. It's because I kept getting up underneath it. and it, But it just kept beating me. I mean, it was, and it was just not stopping and finally, I got a ways down there, and then by then Billy had called up, and I just, you know, I can't hold my kayak anymore. You know, I can't hold on to it anymore. It's about, I don't think I said a whole lot of that stuff because I was in between grabbing some air and stuff like that. And I just, I, it was scary. It was, it was terrifying. It was like maybe I might drown right here. And so I finally let go of my paddle and I let go of my kayak and Billy is, is trying to keep up with all that stuff for me. But, but the water didn't stop. It kept going. And it kept shooting through there. And, and, and so Billy's, I see him, he's fighting it all the way down through there. He can't just stop everything because he's trying to survive also. And so now I'm, did you hear me at the beginning? I had left my life jacket behind my seat. I didn't have have a life jacket. Oh, I didn't didn't have but one shoe. (laughs) My shoe was gone, and my hat, I was trying to hold on to My hat was gone too. My hat was gone, my shoe was gone, my kayak was gone, my paddle was gone. Everything's gone, and I'm going down the river. Hey, it didn't stop. It wants to keep beating me, to beating me all the way down. Now I'm starting to feel something in my hip, on my my leg and stuff, because it's starting. To, I thought I got a Charlie, you know, from working so hard. It just kept getting it started hurting on me, and and I'm wearing out. I can't do this no more. It's it's too hard. I'm an old man. Had a heart attack in back in December. I got to get out somehow of this water, and so I finally got to the side to a place where I could actually get out of the water. I stood up, and then I laid down. I always make it sound. It's like when you see these people in the ocean where they've been fighting and then they get on the beach and they just fall down and they're going oh. that was me I, I had nothing left it was all gone it was all left in the river I had nothing left I am more slap out I cannot do anything else my leg is hurting now and so finally I start I lay there for a while get me a little strength lift and then I was able to stand up got me a stick to walk with and walk down the side of the river up off of the river a little ways and 
as far as I could. And then all of a sudden, the, you had to do something different because there was nowhere to walk. Because when they say the narrows, that means all you got is water. You don't have a bank. You don't have, you have straight up walls. You don't jump out and climb up the mountain. You don't do any of that stuff. So I got down there and I, and I had to cross the river. Now, I'm, I don't want to cross the river again. I've, I've done that. It was not that much fun. And so I crossed the river finally. Took my stick. I thought I could walk a little way. I was wrong. I used to, so I started swimming with the river and, and, and heading for the other shore. And I finally did make it. Now I'm crawling out of the river up the other bank. Because now I'm not, it's not like I'm getting this huge amount of strength again. I didn't have any of that. In fact, I didn't know if I was going to get. The whole time I'm wondering if I'm going to get to the next step. You know, I'm, I'm just beat to death and wore out. And and I and I can't see Billy. I kept looking for him, thinking that he may, maybe he got stopped and could get over. But he, he, you know, it was too big. The river is too big. Huh? Now all of a sudden I got to do depend on something else. Uh, my God's bigger. Now, you know, when I got to the other side, I'm I've still got one shoe on. And and I don't run around barefooted all the time. I do a lot around the house, but I don't go in rivers and up mountains. And so now that I see a huge mountain there, I got to climb a mountain now. And so I am doing it with one shoe on. I never took that shoe off. I kept one shoe on the whole time. And so I'm climbing the mountain. Well, this is this is how good God is. Now the reason I was saying all these things so far. Because let me just tell you, the rules and the law and all those things weren't going to help me. They weren't going to help me. The right thing was not going to help me at that time. (laughs) But the grace of God did. Oh, I can't pump in on my relationship. And folks, I literally cried out to the Lord. There was a couple times when my head was going up out of the water and up and down like this. You know, I was crying out, but it was like a different tone. But then I was couldn't climb a mountain barefooted. And it, it was just too steep. It was hard. And so I'm praying, you know. I pray, I'm, I'm doing that serious praying. Dear Lord, <laughs> I know I come to you mainly when I'm in trouble, but I, I, I'm... I don't have nothing left. I need to know what direction to go in. I don't even know how to ask these things. And so God came with the relationship and took me, walked up through the ferns. Let me just tell you, when you have a whole bed of ferns on the side of a mountain, that ground is soft to somebody that's got a bare foot. And, And so... I love that. I ran out of ferns finally, and you know what? God gave me a, a whole bed of running cedar. Do you know what running cedar is? Oh, it's soft. There's probably things in there, but when you're desperate, it don't matter what's in there. And there could be alligators in there. I don't care. Walk soft feels good. 
And so here I am, leaning up against trees, sitting down, getting up, walking. Finally got to the, up towards the top of the mountain. I could see the, the light through the trees. And that's how you always see the top of the mountain. You know, you see that light. And so when I got up there, all of a sudden, it's not that I had any strength. I didn't have nothing left. But I found a road bed. Left or right, Lord. I guess I'll go right. You know. All of a sudden, my relationship is kicked in. I, I came up. My, my mouth was dry. Almost as dry as it is now. My mouth was dry. And I was doing all this. You know, thinking I'm, I'm dehydrated. I'm dying. My leg is now. My leg is starting to talk to me. It's talking to me seriously. And so I came up on these mushrooms. What's the name of them, Kale? Santrail? Whatever. The little orange ones that are really good when you cook them. And so my mouth, I said, I can eat those. <laughs> I'm spitting them out. It's terrible. You can't eat. Those aren't going to bring moisture. Thank you. I, I, I hinted and look, God's supplied through Lucy. Lucy. God used you. So, here I, fi- I finally said, I've got, so I've been in the river this whole time. I took my shirt and took my shirt tail and my shirt arm and put it on my mouth. And, and it made everything okay. Moisture, enough moisture to keep me going. Finally saw a roof, a little carport roof. Must be civilization. And I got excited. Next thing I know, there's two cars under this carport. And and then all of a sudden, I looked over there, and there's a house. So let me just tell you, when a guy's been on the side of the mountain dragging himself around, wearing shorts and, a, and beat up and, and bad limp, and I'm sure I was having a bad hair day, and I was probably pretty scary looking. So I go to the back door, and I knock, and I step back as far as I can. And I, you know, I wanted to say, I'm not going to kill anybody. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything bad. This man came to the door. He said, hey, what happened? You turn your, I said, I just need help. He said, what happened? You roll your kayak over and down the river? Said, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the fifth one this summer. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and so he started telling me all about all these stories. He said, if you come around to the deck, I'll take care of you. And he said... And he called the uh, EMS, and then he called, um, he gave me the phone, let me call my wife, in which I made no sense. I told we need to find Billy, go down to the river, and try, or try to call him or something, because I don't know where he is. And so, all that was going on. He's doing all that, gave me, he gave me some water, he did the Lucy thing, gave me a bottle of water, sit back. He took care of me. God used that man to take care of me. Who does that? God does that. Because I had a relationship with God. He did take care of me. He did take me. We went back down to the river. I waited for Billy. We got the rescue squad involved. We got the whole world. Carol Kelly's got a lot of people that come help you. You know. The whole area was lit up. Looking for things. Flying. They did fly an airplane. I found out they flew an airplane. Over and that's what you saw. Billy's not there. You know, I, I get in the car and drive up to the top of the mountain or my truck, 
and call. Can't get a hold of him. Finally, Kelly, I meet Kelly on the road. Call the rescue squad then. And uh, so, anyway, I, don't, I had to end up going to the hospital that night. Pain, because the rescue, the EMS guys came back and checked my leg. He, and he did this thing. He talked and talked and talked, and he said, and they may have to take off your leg. <laughs> I'm thinking, I didn't hear nothing else. It didn't matter what they said. But I heard, they might have to take off your leg. <laughs> and so I, I said, I guess it's time to go to the hospital. You know, because I don't want to go to the hospital. But And Billy, it's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm still wet with one shoe. <laughs> and so I go down to the hospital in Mount Airy. But anyway, and I'm keeping up. Share this story with a lot of people. A lot of people down there in that hospital were praying. Because, I mean, the, the girl's doing the x-ray stuff. She, I'll be praying for you. I said, but you got to pray for my buddy, too. We don't, hadn't found him and stuff. But that was my story. They found Billy the next morning. He was hiking up to Crooked Oak. <laughs> and so it, everything was good. We both had, had lost our kayaks. And both of us had lost our paddles and all this stuff. But we survived. But it was because we had a relationship. I can attest to Billy. We've prayed down the river before. He has a relationship. I have a relationship. Not because I was a great kayaker or did anything right, but the only thing that saved me is my relationship with Jesus Christ and a God that cared for me, a God that loves me and that wants to take care of every need in my, in, in my life. That's the God that I serve that wants to have a relationship. The law did not save me. But just like before, Jesus Christ in that relationship did save me. Huh? Might might have me a, a little bit of wheat before this day's done. Just to remember that God loves me, folks. As I was thinking about all these things, I said, I was just thinking about how God wants us. He wants that relationship with me and with you. He wants it. He wants a relationship with us. <sighs> Scripture says, Come taste and know that the Lord is good. <sighs> the Lord is good. My testimony. See, that was just one example. There's a, a lot of good God in my life. I, I know that. He is a, it's all about the relationship and not, it's not always about following the rules. He wants to commune. He wants to fellowship. He wants to love and respect and, and repent of heart. Do this as unto the Lord. Do all things as unto the Lord. Ah, it's not like an arranged marriage where if you follow all the rules, you should possibly fall in love. It's about getting married because you fall in love. It's about coming to Jesus because you fall in love with Jesus Christ because He first loves you.
He first loved me. It's about a God that loved me first. Through His Son, Jesus Christ, who bled and died for me, that He might have a relationship with me. Being thankful every day that God first loved me, Jesus died for me, Jesus cares for me, He will never leave me nor forsake me. He teaches me through His Holy Spirit. He guides me and He uses me. It's You'd think after I said that it was all about me. No, it's all about God and the relationship. Because every time I said me, I mean us. I mean you. God loves you. God loves me. And he wants to do that in your life, in my life also. I'm going to take a chance today and read a psalm. I know it's Psalm 40 and it's fairly long. But it tells of a relationship. And I'm going to put my glasses on because maybe not because I've got this other thing. Let's see what happens. Yes. Psalms 40, I waited patiently for the Lord and He turned to me and He heard my cry and He lifted me out of the miry pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O oh Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. No one can recount to you where I too speak and tell of them. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. I proclaim, proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips as you know. Oh Lord, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and salvation. I do not conceal your love and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O oh Lord. May your love and your truth always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. And my heart fails within me. Be pleased, O Lord, to save me. O Lord, come quickly to help me. May all who seek to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, The Lord be exalted 
Yet I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh my God, do not delay. Hmm. It's a testimony of a king. It's my testimony. Because he did lift me up out of a miry pit. pit. He did set my feet upon a rock. I will not stop giving him praise and declaring his righteousness and his greatness to the great congregations. He doesn't desire all these other things. He desires my heart. He wants to show his love to me, but I want to show him my love for him. I live this life here because I love God and I love Jesus and I don't have to. There's no law. There's nothing there that says I have to do this but the opportunity to love a God who loves me so much. That's about the relationship. That's what a relationship's all about. He loved me and I can't help it. I've got to love Him back. Because he loves me that much. Folks, I hope that everyone sitting in here has experienced that love. Because I'm going to tell you, everyone in here has gone through those other times too. I know what it's like to go through a lot of other things other than just sinking in a river, going down the river, getting beat up. I know what it's like for things to come into my life that I think are more important than God. I know what it's like and understand the addictions of life. I understand how they can grab hold of you and deceive you and beat you to a pulp. But I'm also here to say that my God can lift you up. He can rescue you once again. He wants to fulfill his relationship, his commitment to our relationship with him. He wants, we're his children, but we're his friends. He wants to take care of us. He wants to love on us. I know it's getting pretty close to quitting time. And I wanted to talk more about the following Maybe I'll talk a little bit about it. Y'all just have to stay awake a little bit longer. Let me just tell you. The call is to follow Jesus. That's what it is. That's what your call is today. Follow Jesus. Jesus was be, be walking out by the seashore and see Peter and his brother and they were throwing the nets out there. And Jesus would say, come, come, follow me. And I'll make you a fisher of men. Well, we know a lot about Peter's life and how it ended up. Well, let me just tell you. As it went on. In, in John chapter 21. It talks about the great miracle of catching all the fish. Where she, you know, this is after... Jesus had died on the cross and he had risen from the dead. Now he's back. He came to visit. 
And uh, some man on the on the beach said, "Well, Peter, you know he got, he got a little tired of things, and he he knew he had messed up a lot. So, what do you do when you mess mess up and you're feeling guilty? Well, you go back to what you've always known." He, he told his buddies, "He said, I, I'm going fishing." Well, and they said, "Well, we're going fishing with you, Peter." And so they all piled into the boat and they went and they fished all night. Didn't catch anything the next morning. Well, some man on the beach said. Throw your net on the other side. <laughs> they said, "Why?" They didn't. Need, they didn't say what. They just threw the net on the other side. Net was so full, about busted the net. Had to drag it in. Who is that guy? Well, that's. And 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 John would say, "Well, I think it's Jesus." <laughs> Peter strips his clothes down, jumps into the water, swims. He didn't get tired. He wasn't laying out there on that beach. He swims and he's laying there and you know he's greeted by uh, food being cooked, fish and bread. And he sits around, they sit around the fire and just talk. And finally he would get around to saying, Peter, uh, do you love me? Peter said, yes I do. He said, well, go and feed, feed my lambs. Then he'd say, Peter, do you really love me? He said, Lord, yeah, I love you. He said, well, go and feed my sheep. The third time, Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? He said, God, you know I love you. He said, go and feed my sheep. And the thing is that at that time, Peter knew everything was going to be okay because he's just like us. He got saved out of the, out of the turmoil, out of the waters, out of the t- tossing. And the, everything that was piling in on him, all the stuff that he had worried about and had felt guilty about, all of a sudden it was lifted off his shoulders because Jesus just wants to use me now. And they would walk. They were walking along and talking and Jesus would say kind of calmly, I said, you know, you must, you need to follow me. That's how the whole conversation of Peter would start. He said, you must follow me. And um, Peter was looking at the guy behind him. Old John, he said, how about old John? He's following us back here. How about him? He says, it doesn't matter about John. And if I don't know. If you have little kids, you understand this? I think it was like Jesus had to grab his little face and hold it and say, Peter, you must follow me. Back to the relationship. Not the rules. You must. You, I was going to hold your face. He's laughing. I was going to hold your face. But I didn't today. I did you but let me just tell you God wants us to follow him Caleb was another man and he followed and this is what God said about Caleb he's got a different spirit about him he follows me wholeheartedly it's about a relationship it's always about a relationship it's always about a relationship that Jesus loves you first I love my God. 
I love him with all my heart because he first loved me and did a wonderful work in my life. One last, one last verse, two verses, four verses, a couple verses. I know where they are. First Peter chapter 6. No, chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a, a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. That same Jesus, that same Jesus, says that to you and to you and to you and to you that same Jesus cries out come follow me I'll take care of you he'll save you one more time he'll, t- he'll lift you up and he will hold you high because he loves us that much And all he wants is a relationship with you and with me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Billy, as always. Thank you so much for that word. It's a blessing to have Billy. Blessing that he's with us. Billy and Billy, the two Billys. Total blessing. I hope we'll see you this Friday, 6.30, for a family movie night. We're going to show the war room, and then we'll have that prayer meeting the next Friday. Thank you all for being a part of what we do here. I hope you have a fantastic week.